0: Welcome to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. are so glad that we're able to come together And not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, amen, but we're able to join our hearts together. And big things happen when we come together and we seek the face of the Lord. Big things happen when we pray bold prayers because God does big things. And so we're believing that 2022 is a year of expectancy. We're believing that God is going to do the unexpected, that he's going to do more than we ever thought was possible. And so this morning, we're going to continue our series, our press play series, and uh, I want to encourage you to follow along with us. The scripture will be on the screen, but we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 18 today. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, we're going to begin with verse 16. 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning in verse 16. So you can follow along on the screen or on your device uh, or, or in your paper, Bible. There and um, we're gonna we're gonna get into the word this morning. While you're looking for that, I'm gonna uh, ask for a testimony here and uh, allow Rob to give us a quick update on Teresa's. Right. First of all, I'm to do
1: this. For you all. Thank Jesus, you're awesome. and You're looking around to me right now, Lord. I've never felt Your love this strong. For me and my family. And I praise you, God, for that. You're awesome, you're almighty, and you're powerful. Keep you thinking the scriptures. You know, three times it says in the Bible, Jesus spoke his word, and they were healed. Yes. Yeah, the son of the one guy, I'm not the scriptures, but I know they're just it. Uh, the guy said, my child died. Jesus said, go your way your son lives. And he went his way, and his people met him and said, Hey, he's alive. And the guy's like, Well, when did he get healed? Or whatever, what's going on? And he said his fever broke around so and so time. He knew that's when he was that to Jesus, that Jesus spoke his word. And he was healed. Yes. Yes. And I believe yes. that's what happened. That's what's happening to my wife's life. He's speaking his word. He gave her not much over at all. He's not. She's making stride. Praise Man. God. Amen. It says in the Bible, don't deal treacherously with the wife of your youth or something. I did that. I will admit, And I'm
0: ashamed of it. He's given me a second chance. I really believe it. Amen. And, uh, and, and
1: I don't want to tell the doctors, I told you, so. But I just want them to see what God does. Amen. 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 I mean, I can't explain this. She's, she's come so far. It's just all... The even the nurse said, it's a miracle that she made it thus she's got a of issues. She's got a of health issues. She's 56 years old. And she practically said, it's a miracle she made it thus far. Amen. I mean, that's
0: not God.
1: What is it? Amen. I mean, I'm just still like a more on I've never known his love this strong in my life. Yeah. And I'm so puny and, and far from perfect. But he loves me as it is the He's worked out so strong in my life. And I can go on forever and ever what I want. But I just want to tell you something else. Coming up here today, I looked at the bounce off. My daughter and I were talking one day. And she said, Do you think we'll miss Earth when we go to heaven? And I said, I think we live somewhere not the world system, but the beauty, look at this creation around us. And my wife yeah. is so close, or was so close to losing that And just to walk on the beach with someone you love, that's life. Yeah. That's yeah. Thank you. Yes. 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 We're yes. believing. We're believing for America.
0: shared with one of the nurses that was there with her at the hospital and she said well how was she when you were in with her and i said you know what i said it's not hopeless because god's able to do a miracle and that's what we're believing for and so um we're going to continue (laughs) believing rob with you for teresa that god's going to bring her through this because that's who he is so if you have your Bibles, you can follow with us. First Kings chapter 18, we're going to begin in verse 16. Scripture says, So Obadiah went to inform Ahab, who went to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? I have not troubled Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's house have. For you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals. Now summon all Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab summoned all the Israelites and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Then Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people did not answer a word. Verse 22, then Elijah said to the people, I am the only remaining prophet of the Lord. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let the prophets of Baal choose one bull for themselves, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but not light the fire. And I will prepare the other bowl and place it on the wood, but not light the fire. Then you may call on the name of your God, and I'll call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. And all the people said, what you say is good. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, I thank you so much for who you are today. I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob does not and will not change. Lord, you have never once failed us, and we know that you never will your word is the same it endures from generation to generation the flowers may fade the grass may wither but your word will endure forever and so father we thank you for your word this morning we pray that your spirit would enlighten our hearts and our minds to receive your words today and lord i ask for your anointing That my words would not be my own, but they would be your words to share with your people today. We ask this in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen Amen. Amen. and amen. Well, if you're familiar with this story of what has happened between Ahab and Elijah, you know that Elijah shows up and he tells Obadiah to inform the king that he's back. He's, He's in town. And three years prior to this, Elijah gave this word. There wasn't going to be any rain until the Lord gave the word. And so three years have passed. There's been a drought. There's been no rain in the land. Well, Obadiah knows that if Ahab finds out that Elijah's in town, he's going to want him dead. And so guy's like, you sure you want me to do this? So Elijah says, listen, this very day I'm going to go, I'm going to present myself to King Ahab. He's pretty bold, bold man here, pretty bold prophet of the Lord. And so Elijah goes and presents himself to Ahab. He informs Ahab that the Lord is going to send rain. Well, before the rain comes, there's a little showdown that happens on Mount Carmel, and this is where this story picks up. So Elijah invites the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah to join him on this mountain. And notice how he lets us know that the queen is affiliated or associated with these prophets because he said they eat at her table. She breaks bread with these people, so invite them to come and join me. And then he poses the question to all of the Israelites, and he says, How long will you waver between two opinions? How long are you going to be wishy-washy? How long are you not going to make up your mind? I heard one pastor say that for too long, Israel wanted it both ways. They wanted the power of Jehovah, and they wanted the decadence of Baal. And so Elijah confronts this issue. How long are you going to go back and forth? You see, you can't have it both ways because God is very clear. You'll have no other gods before me because our God is a jealous God. He is the one true God. Well, we see the same thing in our society today, don't we? We have churches that are so desperate to fill their buildings that they sugarcoat and water down the gospel to the point that they condone what the Bible clearly states is sin. Sin is sin and it hasn't changed. We can't condone it. It goes against the word of God. And so it's time for the church to choose. It's time for America to choose. It's time for you to choose. How long Will you waver back and forth? It reminds me of the words of Jesus in Revelation 3.16. He said, you're neither hot nor cold, and because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. And I think, unfortunately, in our world today, we have too many fence-post Christians. We're we're just content kind of straddling the fence post because if I go this way, I might offend this person. If I go that way, I might offend that person. So I'm just going to stay right here, and I'm not going to do anything. Well, let me tell you, by not doing anything and by not making a decision... You've made a decision you're not planting your feet you're still wavering back and forth between two choices Elijah says to the prophets stop going back and forth make up your minds reminds me of of what Joshua said it almost echoes what Joshua said to the Israelites when he said choose you this day who you will serve that's for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to put my foot down. This is what we are deciding to do. And that's the that's challenge that Elijah was giving to Israel. And so what's so interesting here is that Elijah goes on to point out that he is the only remaining prophet of the Lord. And he goes, you got 450 prophets of Baal. Remember, Jezebel wanted all the prophets, What?" dead. She wanted them gone. And it's as if Elijah were standing there saying, there's 450 of you worshiping Baal and there's one of me standing here. The king and queen want me gone. But regardless of what happens, I've made my decision. I've drawn my line in the sand. I'm going to serve the Lord. And so he steps out in faith and he then gives instructions to the people for preparing the sacrifice. And he says, the God who answers by fire, he is God. And the people think, hey, this sounds good. We, we, we understand what you're saying. Let's do this. So he gives them these instructions. The prophets of Baal take their wool. They cut it in pieces. They place it on their altar. And so scripture tells they begin dancing around this thing, calling on the name of their God. And their silence. Not a word. And so Elijah, bold man of faith that he is, he says, well, isn't he a god? Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's taking a break. Why don't you shout a little louder? Maybe he'll answer you then. And so the people start shouting and they start dancing. Scripture says they even cut themselves until blood was gushing over them and they continued to shout and dance. And there's silence. Can you imagine seeing such a sight? something interesting happens in verse 30 it says then elijah said to all the people come near me so all the people approached him and then he repaired the lord's altar that had been torn down i think this is extremely significant before the sacrifice is placed before the sacrifice is made the altar had to be repaired as we continue through our press play series and we look at what it means to activate our faith I think that sometimes in order for our faith to be activated we have to go back and repair what's been torn down many times by our own doing we must build the altar Says Elijah repaired the Lord's altar. And in the Hebrew, that word means to make healthful. To make healthful. Sometimes before that sacrifice is made, there is some health that needs to be brought in our lives. Elijah's faith was activated. He pressed play. He took action in this moment. And there's a lot that we can take away from this one church, from this one verse. Because as a church, we're so quick to say, Lord, send revival. Lord, fill our seats. We want to grow. We want to see a move of your spirit. When in reality, God's never left this place. His spirit is still lingering. But perhaps something needs to be repaired. Sometimes before we see a move, we have to repair the things that have been torn down. We have to restore the ruins. And sometimes for that faith to be stirred up and activated within us, we have to rebuild the altar. Because you see, every great move of the Spirit stems from a place of prayer and personal revival. It starts here. And when we neglect the altar for the fire to fall. We have to rebuild. In scripture, the priests were to keep the fire on the altar going. It was never to go out. It was to be a constant flame, a constant reminder. I can remember as a little girl, I loved reading stories about heroes of faith. I loved reading about the courage of women like Anne Frank and Corrie Ten Boom. And I loved reading missionary stories. And I was so inspired by the stories of Amy Carmichael and Jim Elliott. They just stirred something in my spirit and made me want to do something great for the kingdom of God. And I love hearing stories about the beginning of our fellowship with the Assemblies of God and how the Spirit moved on Azusa Street so many years ago. I love hearing accounts of how victory was started and how the church was moved and how the Spirit was working and how the forefathers and mothers of victory and what used to be Shookstown ushered in Pentecost into Frederick County. I love hearing those stories. But it's not enough just to hear stories about what It's not enough just to recount what used to be. 2022 is a year of expectancy. So let's be daring and let's step out in faith and boldly declare that this is the year of the next wave of revival. That this is the year that we're going to see miracles, signs and wonders. But church first, it's time for us to to build the altar Amen. we must rebuild the altar God is doing something something that is so much bigger than you and I something that is so much bigger than victory that's so much bigger than Frederick County and I want to be a part of it but at the same time I don't want to get in his way I don't want to get in his way and so I have to go back and I have to build the altar I read a quote this week that said the trouble in many churches is not the pastor or program. The trouble is the broken altars in the lives of God's people. Do you have some broken altars that you need to repair today? Let me ask you this morning, the last time that you came and you knelt and you just lingered at the altar not just in response to a, an altar call that was given but just lingered in the presence of the Lord and just travailed in prayer you you prayed through whatever it was that you were dealing with whatever it was that you were facing you you say Lord I'm not leaving until I get an answer if you can't remember a time and perhaps the altar's been broken perhaps it needs to be. Prepared. and I think that sometimes there's a, a mindset that if somebody sees me going to the altar all the time more going I think I'm such a horrible sinner because I got so much I gotta confess. I got so much I gotta lay down I've been there man everybody you know I'm the only one going up not the only heathen in the church
1: but the reality
0: is we come to the altar To lay things at the foot of the cross. We come to the altar so that we can see a breakthrough. We come to the altar so that we can see, Lord, I'm going to make a conscious effort to put these things at your feet. And I'm going to stay here until I get my answer. I'm going to contend until this breakthrough comes. And so if there's going to be revival in this place again, then you and I have to prepare ourselves because revival starts in our hearts. And in order for revival to happen, we have to build the altar. Let's go down back into First Kings chapter 18 and look at verse 31. Scripture says that Elijah took 12 stones, one for each tribe of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, and said, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones, Elijah built an altar in the name of the Lord, and then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two seahs of seed. Next, he arranged the wood, cut up the bull, and placed it on the wood and said, fill four water pots and pour water on the offering and on the wood. Now, if you were there doing this for Elijah and you know that Elijah just told all the prophets of Baal to call down fire and he's asking you to douse your altar, you're probably thinking, Elijah, are you setting us up for failure? What are you doing? Have you lost your mind? He says, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. He says, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. Now this isn't activating your faith. I don't know what is Elijah, he repairs the altar, he arranges the wood, he places the sacrifice on it, and he ins- instructs the men to douse everything around it with water, not once, not twice, but three times, so that not only have they soaked everything there, but they filled the trench that they dug around it. Now he tells us that the trench was big enough to hold two seahs, Right? Well, a seah was a measure. It was a unit of measure. It would have been about three gallons. So this trench would have been big enough to hold about six gallons of water. Now, it's one thing if you're trying to start a fire and your wood or your kindling's a little damp. It can dry out. But if it is soaked, the chances of you getting this fire started are slim to none. Now, I have some challenges starting a campfire on my own. Even if the wood is completely dry, let alone soaked with water. And so here, Elijah has asked the people to soak this altar. He's taking a risk. He's making a bold move. And I can only imagine what the prophets of Baal and Asher must have been thinking. Man, this guy has lost it. What is he doing? But he pressed play, he took action, and he built the altar. After he built the altar, it was time to call down the fire. Scripture says, at the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet approached the altar and said, Oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that this people will know that you, the Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back again. Notice, What Elijah does here, he begins by asking that the Lord's glory would be made known. He doesn't start out with, Lord, help me not look like an idiot after what I've just done. Lord, you gotta come through for me this time. He says, let it be known that you are God in Israel. After all that we've prepared, after all that we've done, God, we want you to show up. We want you to get the glory. That's what Elijah is praying. But what I think is so interesting here is that before the fire falls, before he calls down the fire, he brings the people together. He gathers the people together at the altar. And after the altar is repaired, Elijah prays in verse 38, says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water in the trench. Elijah had to rebuild what was broken. The people had to come together and get right before the Lord. And it was only after that that the fire fell from heaven. And so I wonder this morning if perhaps in your life you need to rebuild that altar. You need to rebuild that place of prayer. I want us to be able to consider this altar a platform for the supernatural where we come and we expect, God, you're going to show up and you're going to do something. Just move me out of the way so you can do it. I want to see your miracles. I want to see your signs. I want to see the wonders that you can perform. And so I'm going to challenge you this morning as Elijah challenged the people of Israel. How long will you waver back and forth? it's time for us collectively as a body to rebuild repair and restore and it's time for us to get right before the Lord it's time for us to collectively gather around the altar and call down his fire from heaven why so that his name be lifted up so that his name be magnified so that his name be honored and exalted and so i'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning and if you're able i want to invite you to come and stand at the altar because together we're going to call down his fire together we're going to ask lord we placed ourselves here as an offering before you we want our lives to be a living sacrifice and regardless of what it is the enemy has tried to douse us with, we believe that you're going to come and consume all of us because scripture tells us that our God is a consuming fire. And so we're going to pray today and I want to encourage you just to pray as the Lord speaks to your heart. We're going to pray collectively. We're going to pray corporately and we're just going to agree in prayer that the Lord is going to send his fire in this place that revival is going to begin, but that it's going to start here in our hearts thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah Lord hallelujah Lord thank you Lord hallelujah Jesus you're worthy you are worthy we thank you Lord that you haven't changed that God you remain the same Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we believe. We believe that the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. That, Lord, what you have yet to do in this place has not even yet begun. God, we're trusting and we're believing. And, Lord, we know that your word tells us That if we would humble ourselves before you, if we would turn from our ways, if we would seek your face, that God, you will hear us, that you will forgive us, and that you will heal our land. And so, Lord, this morning we ask for your forgiveness. God, we want to lay all of ourselves before every area of our life every piece of us and lord just as that fire came down on the altar Lord, would you consume us yes. every aspect of who we are we place before you today lord we desire to seek your face god we want your will to be accomplished and lord we want to see your healing not just in the county not just in our state or our nation but Lord we want to see your healing right here because you are a God of restoration and so Lord we believe that you can restore all that's been broken all that's been lost all that feels hopeless you are a God who reconciles and so Lord, we place ourselves in your hands this morning and we ask you to heal us we ask you to bring healing not just physical healing Lord but emotional and mental and spiritual healing we thank you God that you restore us completely that you restore us to wholeness and so God we ask for that this morning Lord, I thank you for Rob today god i thank you for this testimony stirring in his heart even though we've yet to see the result we're trusting and we're believing that you are working and you are moving God even in the midst of that hospital room your presence is there and so God we ask today on behalf of Teresa that Lord, you reach down and you touch her body God that you touch her lungs Lord that you remove the swelling God that you begin stirring in her body God that you restore her health and you bring her back Lord bring her back to life God life than she's had before. Lord, we're believing that her body will be stronger, that her lungs will be stronger, Lord, than they ever were before. Would you touch her today in the name of Jesus? God, we believe that you are able. We believe that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask for think. So Lord, would you touch her today in Jesus' name? Would you touch her, Lord, in the name of Jesus? God, we give you praise for what you've yet to do and we rejoice because we know that you can and so we trust you today. Lord, as we stand here together, there are so many families that are represented around this altar today. And Lord, each family is facing their own set of of problems and issues and hurts and hang-ups. But God, I pray today that you invade each and every space. That God, you invade each and every relationship. That God, you mend what's been broken. That you bring lost sons and daughters home. That God, you restore marriages that have been hurt. Because God, you are able. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. you are able And so Lord this morning Before we called out fire We yes. asked that she would rebuild yes. And that she would restore And that you would revive our hearts oh, yes. Lord we want to see your will accomplished yes. And so God I ask today you meet each and every one of these individuals each and every one of their families today in jesus name lord you know the burdens that they're carrying that are invisible to the world around them but god you see them and so we cast our cares on you lord because you care so much for us we lay them down at the foot of the cross and we thank you for taking them for us and so god i pray that you invade each and every night in every relationship, this morning in Jesus' name, God, we trust you to do what only you can do. Lord, for those watching today, we lift them up to you, wherever they are, whatever they're facing. We know that you're able to intervene in their situation. Father, I thank you today for who you are. I thank you, God, for what you've done in this place. I thank you, Lord, for what you've yet to do here. But yes, God, today we thank you for. The we thank you, Lord, that we can come together and we can trust and believe that you are who you said you are and that you will do what you've said to you said that you will. Amen. so God we thank you for it today God I ask that you would bring unity into this place. father that we would be unified Lord in the spirit by the bond of your peace we thank you for it Lord it is good and pleasant scripture says for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity and so we thank you for that and we thank you for that fellowship and God I ask that you take what we have take our gifts take take everything That we have Lord and use it for your glory Lord use this church to be a beacon of hope to the world around us that we would be that city set on a hill that our light would shine brightly to those in need and God we give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise and we ask all of these things be done according to your will in your time and in your way and God's people said, "Amen." amen amen Wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll see you on Saturday for a movie next.
1: I forgot something important. Thank you all so much for your prayers. Yeah. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.